On this week's episode of The Fizz, I have Fat Boy Jerry on to discuss our Detroit Red Wings 2019 starting lineup, what happened during preseason with our Wings, and of course, I do talk about our Detroit Lions, who are currently 2-1-1, one, one, which I think is shocking everybody in the world, and then of course we close it out with a little over under. But before I get into all of that, I want to tell you guys about our fantastic, dedicated, loyal, real deal, down to earth sponsor who is Vapor Fresh. And if you don't know what Vapor Fresh is, it is a sports cleaning and deodorizing spray that I use on all of my sporting equipment, uh, most specifically my hockey equipment. Now that hockey season has started with the long necks, we are three weeks in. And every day after a game, I take my equipment, put it in my garage, and spray it with Vapor Fresh. It smells fantastic. And it is made with 100% botanical active ingredients, so it does not harm, irritate, or do anything wrong to the skin whatsoever. It actually feels pretty great and just smells good. You can use this stuff on anything. I use it on my skates, my hockey equipment, my running shoes. You could use it on your yoga mat, your workout equipment. Really, anything you got that is sports-related and could get stinky if you don't take care of it. I gave an entire box of Vaporfresh to the Long Necks, so the entire Long Necks team is using it now. And they all love it. They all love the smell of it, and they can't get enough of it. So if you want to get your hands on some of this, and I tell you, if you are a sporty person who likes good smell and stuff, you definitely should, go to Amazon.com, use the code FIZZPODCAST for 20% off. And like always, if you do go to Amazon.com and use the code FIZZPODCAST, I will send you buttons and stickers of Champagne Athletics to reward you for your support of the fizz sponsorship again that is vapor fresh go to amazon.com use the code fizz podcast for 20 percent off send me a purchase receipt of your order and i will send you some buttons and some stickers as well that's vapor fresh but now let's get into the fizz Talk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Talk with that. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop bottles. Okay, we poppin' champagne Talk like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship plane. Cause I ball hard. Don't just be by harder. I am the bird man. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of The Fizz. Thank you all very, very, very much for joining me. Sorry for the hiatus. Um, I don't know, just life gets in the way, guys. Sometimes not as easy to record these every week as I would like it to be. But hey, we are here now and we are talking about week four of the NFL as our lead story. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning, we do have some Red Wings talk with Fat Boy Jerry. Um, with Fat Boy Jerry, we had a little bit of some recording issues, kept cutting in and out. Hope the sound quality is okay and hope it doesn't end too abruptly for you guys. But I think uh, the conversation is long enough with Fat Boy Jerry that you're going to get just enough of him that you need. Like you don't you don't need that much of him. And honestly, I was pretty tired of being on the phone with him for as long as I was. So uh, at least that's recorded. Now I'm doing the front half of the show here. We talk all Red Wings. So right now, obviously, we want to dedicate this to our Detroit football lions. Okay. 
Right now, we are sitting at 2-1-1, one, and, one, and we are after week four, and the Lions have finally suffered their first loss. Now, that is something I never thought I would be saying after week four. It took till week four for the Lions to lose the game. Yes, week one, tying the Arizona Cardinals, I thought we were absolutely dead to rights. And that tie is still unforgivable. And I am just absolutely waiting for that to come back to haunt us. But let's not focus too much on the negative. Let's focus on the surprise that these Detroit Lions have been through four games. After the Detroit Lions tied the Arizona Cardinals in week one in Scottsdale, I thought for sure we were fucked, just like I said. And I said what the Lions needed to do in the next, was it five games? Yes, five games. The next five games, they had to win two of those games. They had to win two of the next five. And what did they do? They went out and they won the absolute, they won the next two games. They shocked the Chargers at home, and then they super shocked the world by beating Philadelphia in a game that they probably should have lost, but breaks actually went the Lions' way, um, and they won that game. Um, I did a show with Steven Peck in the middle of the summer, and we both said without a doubt that that Philly game was going to be the worst game for Detroit. We said we were going to lose by 56 points, and we thought we were going to get absolutely prison-pounded. But guess what? We went in there and we forced a bunch of turnovers. They had a bunch of drops and we ended up winning the game. So what have we learned through four games? All right. So we were beating the Cardinals pretty bad. We ended up tying them, giving up a big lead. With the Chargers game, I was drinking quite a bit at that game, but it was pretty boring, pretty back and forth, 13-10 final. Didn't play a great game, but ended up closing it out at the end with an interception. Philly game, we had to lead the whole game. Um... And we kept them around. We kept them around, and then they ended up, you know, getting real close and had a shot to kind of win the game at the end there with another block special team play. And then most recently, we had our Kansas City Chiefs game, another game that I thought the Lions should have won, but they let teams hang around. So that's the theme of the Detroit Lions we've seen this year is having big leads, having control of games, and then not putting our foot on teams' throats and closing games out. With the Chargers, we had one big play that closed the game out. With the Eagles game, I feel like they just kind of shot themselves in the foot. I mean, drop after drop after drop. Even on that Hail Mary, there was a drop. Um, And we just seemed to have trouble closing games out. The Philly game, we had a blocked a blocked field goal. Obviously, in the Arizona game, we had a blocked punt. Um, in the Chiefs game, we had a late lead and could not close it out. Um, but for the boys to be sitting at 2-1-1 one, one after four games, no matter who they lost to, who they won, how the games went, if you're just looking blind at the record, you got to be pretty proud of what the boys have done so far this year. Um I mean, they were missing Amendola, Daniels, and Slay and had a few injuries during the game and were still able to do what they did. Um, I think they really missed Slay, obviously, in that game. I mean, he's a, he's a difference maker. And I really think they missed Danny Amendola. I think there's a lot of times there where we could have used the slot guy, could have used one of our captains on the middle of the field there, and, and obviously we're missing out on him. But one guy we weren't missing out on was Justin Coleman, who is making the arguable case for top corner in the NFL. I mean, he played absolutely out of his mind 
and I absolutely love how he was just trying to punch the ball away from the Chiefs receivers at all times. I mean, if you watch that clip of uh, Sammy Watkins catch that ball, Coleman waits for him to get up, and as soon as he gets up, he just circles him and punches the ball right out from under him. I mean, that was a a vicious play. I mean, that was awesome. That was just like stone-cold killer, like circling his prey, waiting for him to make a move, and then just absolutely punishing him for it. I loved that play, and Coleman played absolutely locked down through that whole game. I mean, the Chiefs receivers really didn't do much. Outside of Kelsey and uh, Shady, I mean, obviously Mahomes threw for like 300 yards, but like he wasn't hitting up the receivers. I mean, Sammy Watkins, uh, uh, Mecole, and fucking Robinson, they really didn't do much against the Lions secondary, and that was without Darius Slay. So, I mean, you know, after these four games, you got to be pretty impressed with what the Lions have done, and I couldn't be more happy that the bye week is right now. I think it's the most perfect time for Detroit to have a bye week. And honestly, after watching these first four games, I, I need a break as a fan. There hasn't been one game that hasn't come down to the wire, a last play. Every game's been close, and every game has given me a fucking heart attack and has made me lose more hair than I've already lost to this point. But I think right now the thing that I'm struggling with the most with my takes on the Lions is what to actually think. Right now, I feel like in the NFL, there are two good teams, and then there's like a good team A or 1A team. The Chiefs and the Patriots are elite, and they're amazing. And then after that, I, I outside of maybe the New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees, I mean, I think that, okay, so I think the Saints are an awesome team. They're fantastic. Right now they have Teddy Bridgewater and they've gutted out their two games without Drew Brees, which is incredible, which is a testament to how good of a team they can be. It's how good of a testament Sean Payton is as a coach. So I think once Brees is back, they're going to be right there with the Chiefs and the Patriots. And even right now, they're, they're still winning games. They haven't lost yet. So those are the three teams that I think are absolutely elite. After that, I don't know who I'm looking at for the fourth best team in the NFL. Um, teams that people thought were going to be sick, Baltimore, I think they're fucking frauds, Dallas, I think they're frauds, Minnesota, the Bears, I don't think these teams are as great as people thought they were going to be. Um, in addition, there is just no clear answer in my brain of who is like the number four team in the NFL. Um, I think it's so wide open right now outside of those top three that, you know, it's hard to tell where anyone stands, let alone our Detroit Lions. So for me, the thing I'm struggling with is like, what kind of goddamn voodoo are the Lions pulling on us right now? Like, we tied the Cardinals, so it looked like SOL. Then we beat the Chargers at home. And then it's like, okay, desperation game, maybe the, maybe, uh, the Chargers are frauds. Then we go to Philly and win on the road outdoors in Philly. Like, okay, well shit, are they legit? Then they hang with the Chiefs and lose late, but still have, like, the most Lions thing to ever happen to them in that stupid 100-yard fumble fucking return, which I just can't believe is a real thing that happened. Yes, carry-on was careless with the ball. Yes, the whistle wasn't blown, but the whistle is blown on that play nine times out of ten. And my biggest question is, like, when does forward progress stop? Because I've seen guys be stood up and forward progress is stopped and the whistle goes because the play's dead because he's not going anywhere. 
Carrion's laying on the ground. Like, is he still moving forward progress? I guess he was because he's flailing the ball around. That was insane. That was ridiculous, and that shouldn't have happened. But it's the most fucking Detroit Lions thing I've ever seen in my life, as usual. And there's a bunch of other missed calls, which is just par for the course of the Lions. But what are we supposed to think of the Lions going forward? Forward. What are we supposed to think of them? Like, are they good? Are they frauds? Are those teams bad? I don't know, because I think the NFL is a big crock of, like, who the fuck is good outside of the Chiefs and the Patriots and the Saints. So I don't know what route I want to take with my line of thinking of just like temper expectations and prepare for the worst, prepare for impact when shit really hits the fan. Or do I just continue along the line of full slap mode and remember that I have a $100 bet for them to win the division this year and just ride that train of just the I told you so train that the fucking Lions are going to be sick as fuck. It's like I got an angel on my shoulder and a devil on my shoulder, and I don't know which route to go with. It's driving me nuts. That's why I think this bye week did come at the perfect time because I need a break from trying to decide what I want to do with the goddamn Detroit Lions. And in that vein, I think we get Minnesota and Green Bay next. Is it that order? Or is it Minis- Green Bay, Minnesota? I, I don't. It, it's it's Green Bay. Minnesota or Minnesota Green Bay. Not sure exactly which one it is. I'm looking it up right now. So we go. So we have Monday Night Football after the bye, 10-14 at Lambeau. That is probably the perfect barometer of where the Lions stand as a football team. Because I'll tell you what, guys. You win these next two games, you're going to be sitting at – we're going to be sitting at 4-1-1, one, one, which is incredible. And it's no easy task saying we're going to win the next two games. But then we host the Giants. We go out, go to the Raiders. Um, and those are two very favorable matchups that we should win. And then we do a Bears, a Cowboys, a Redskins should be a W, a Bears, a Vikings, a Bucks, a Broncos, and a Packers to close the year. So looking at all of it, you got to go 4-2 and two versus the division. Um, got to have a winning record versus those guys. And then you got to just beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Like, looking at the non-conference schedule, we have the Giants, should beat the Giants. Have the Raiders, at the Raiders, still should win that game. Like, got to win those two games. At the Redskins, you got to beat the Redskins. Can't slip up in any three of these games. You host the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers just shocked the Rams. But you're at home, and the Bucs, I really don't think, are a good team. You should win that game. And then you go at Denver, you got to win that game. You know, you pair that, you pair those four games with the division, and you're at 10 wins. You know, if you go four and two versus the division, then you win the games you're supposed to win, you're at 10 wins. You're at 10 wins with five losses and one fucking tie. And that's probably enough to get you into the into the playoffs. So this season is just so the 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 thing with SOL it's not 0 and 16 it's not just losing every single game it's finding different ways to break your heart cuz it's never the same there's you can go 0 and 16 that's one way to SOL your fan base but then it's also like the pass interference versus Dallas it's like the completing the process with Calvin Johnson it's the bat out of the back of the end zone versus Seattle it's it's the uh it's it's the golden tate diving for the end zone like game over scenario it's it's a shitty punt versus the Bengals it's it's everything we've 
thought we knew that we don't know anymore. It's a 100-yard fucking fumble return from the fucking Chiefs when everyone thought the play was over. Like, it could be anything. So what this could turn into is the Lions control their own destiny, and then they just lose to the Bucks, the Broncos, and the Packers to close the year, and we don't make the playoffs. Like, it could be anything. It's something you're not thinking of. So as excited as I want to be, I'm just absolutely, with every win, with every positive note, with every positive thought, I'm just fully, fully prepared to have my heart ripped out and stomped on in some weird, never-before-seen, incredible fucking fashion. So that's just something I want all of you listeners out there to just keep in the back of your head. As much as I'm going to be lying slappy and so happy and so excited and talking shit that they're going to win a division, in the back of my brain, I'm fully prepared to be hurt again. I'm fully prepared for it to sting my face off and my heart out of my chest. And I just want you to be prepared too. And I hope that we can get through this together. And I hope they prove me wrong. I just hope they prove me wrong. And we can win the games we're supposed to win. And we play hard and we continue to just be a good team. Because I don't know what it's like to really see a consistent, good, good Detroit Lions team that doesn't find a way to weirdly never-before-seen punch me in the dick and ruin my day, life, year, whatever. But let's go into the bye week. Let's have positive thoughts, and let's move in to our phone call with Fatboy Jerry. Forward. This call is now being recorded. Okay, so now I'm going to welcome on the FBJ, Fat Boy Jerry, calling in all the way from Cleveland. was supposed to give me a call last week. But he went to some workout class. I don't know. He's on the line now. Jerry, how are we doing? Good, good. Glad, glad to be back on the Fizz. Third time guest. So I know. And Wait, I is this... maybe you're like, this is three. This is three. This is three. I thought I thought you had more than that. I thought you did a couple before I started having the guests and stuff. No, nope. no, no, okay. no. <laughs> okay, positive, positive, positive. Number three. So you were supposed to be on last week. Um, and normally it's because you're working late, but what was the reason, what was the reason last time you had, you, you were doing like some fucking Zumba class or something? It, it is, it is Zumba-esque. Uh, I went to, it's called Rise Nation. It's like one of those mountain climber classes and basically they just like black out the room and blast like sandstorm and I just like stick my butt. I just stick my butt out like for 30 minutes and just drive this mountain climber into the ground. So, so I, I did like a, a cycling class once that was like totally like, like everybody, party people, push it. Like, and it's just like, it was like, doom, 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 like the whole time. Was it kind of like that? Yeah, exactly. The lady, she's like, I don't care if you're sad or mad or angry. And I'm just like on this climber, like sobbing hysterically, like. Wait, what are you on? Are you, like, you're not rock climbing, but, like, what are you on? No, you know those, like, climbers, like, you, where you hop what? on and you, like, and you go up and down, you drive your legs down, your arms up. Oh, okay, 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 I got you. Like, like machine. Like, it's a machine, obviously. Yeah. 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 Exactly. How many, like, is it, like, a bunch of people in that thing? It's probably, like, 20. Yeah. 
So that's like kind of like a new. That's a new wave. I'm Maybe not proud new. of it, man. I'm not. I'm not like proud of it. There's I'm, always like I'm like the only guy in there. I mean, <laughs> we're we gonna talk about this for like 20 <laughs> minutes. How I do right? Fucking rise nation with a bunch of chicks and stick my hats out. I Can we get into the fucking wings? Uh, yeah. All right. Deal. Deal. Fair point. Fair point. Jesus Christ. Um, you sounded like me there. You're right. Okay. You're right. Fuck. Jesus Christ. I'm wearing a wings jersey right now, or like a wing jersey. I live in fucking Cleveland, and no one to talk to about the Red Wings. And I've been okay. reading, like, Helen St. James articles, like, four oh. times a day. And Dude, okay. This is about the Wings, so I'm going to ask this. Like, wh- what do you think of Helen St. James? I've been reading her since I was, like, in fucking eighth grade, dude. And I, whew, I don't know. What do you think? The, the only reason I, I like her is because she puts out content. I mean, Correct. I really Correct. There's only, like, a few other sites during this time that are, like, banging out wings content every day there's like that winging in motown but they they write like oh, four them. <laughs> yeah they're they suck. <laughs> they suck dude they suck but uh, i mean i feel the same way about helen st james like like she's she's just always been there like she's always been there like i don't think she's and, great by any stretch but like she's always just like she's at least the one thing to read yeah and you could tell like she never goes overboard on like takes or anything like that because she's always just trying to like preserve her freaking relationship with probably every wing player no um, she yes she is just like a vanilla but, midwest beat writer for the red wings yeah exactly so i've been reading a bunch of that i did re-up for the seventh straight year my nhl center ice package but like i only watched one preseason game so it's basically just been helen like for the past like months, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you you watch pretty much every Wings game, like as much as you can. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got to get the package, so it's okay. Um, and the like, center ice is actually money too. Fuck yeah! Like yeah, you got to have it. I have it when I lived out of town, and like it's an absolute must have. Um, but. Going into this, I know you got like a few like stats you want to give me, a couple things you want to throw at me, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to preface pre-season the whole recap. thing. Yeah, yeah, preseason recap, and I need it. I watched like three preseason games, but I've been heavy into the Lions, haven't been looking into the Wings as much as I probably should, so you are the Champagne Wings correspondent right now. Um, so let, let's hear it, Jerry. What do you got? Okay, so... What I wanted to get throw at you first is just talk about some of the guys that got sent down. Unfortunately, it seems like Steve yeah. kept like none of the young prospects. Not surprising. Um, not surprising. No, like, no, and, I, and I'm not really like mad about it, but at the same time, I would have loved to see one of these young guys get a chance at the show early. Yeah, I mean, um, we all would. But like, quick question: So if Holland, if Holland sends those guys down. Like, are we – we're furious, aren't we? I don't think so. Cause listen to the stats I'm going to give you. Just because no one blew my mind this preseason, you know? No one no one showed up. So, okay. You know, let, let me let me throw it to you. First, let's just start off with, with Joey B. Yeah, our boy. Shelf meat sauce at Vincent Jones. Yeah. He, he had de- yeah. decent decent preseason. He had six games, three assists, minus two. No he goal. Back to Grand Rapids. No goals. Oh, okay. Okay. But, I mean, he's 19. It's going to be his first year um, in the AHL. Kind of 
kind of don't disagree with him not getting a chance. Not like he lit it up in preseason. So no, I just, I just, yeah, obviously, like I know he's. I'm not saying like ooh is like in a like he underperformed, but like fuck, I would love to. I just want him. You know, I want that guy to like. I want that guy to just be the sickest player ever. We'll see. We'll let's wait on Joey V. Give him some time. I hope so. Okay. Two. Another guy who, like, haven't really talked about much, but during preseason, he looked like an animal with grass, Resmussen. Okay. He, after, he, first of all, the dude looked hungry. He scored, I forget which game, maybe the second preseason game. He had his first goal. He literally <laughs> went insane after. Not like cool, Sally, like, I just scored an NHL goal. It's like, hey, I'm about to eat the puck. And then bash my head through the glass, <laughs> yeah. which, I, which I just love to see. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. So he, so he had seven games, four goals, and I mean he's six six. He's long as fuck, but kind of surprised he was also sent down. Um, yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised at that too. But again, only twenty years old. Only twenty years old. Only twenty. They were talking about Blashill was saying, you know, he's six six. They're trying to make him a, uh, a centerman, give him a lot of centerman time minutes down in GR. That is uh, so Blaster. big, dude. He's sick. Yeah, how tall is fucking Chara? Yeah, and he flashes like it's having it's like having another third defender on the ice when he's out there. And when I watched him play this preseason, I mean, he's getting physical, um, cr- really good net front. So I don't know. A lot of people don't talk about Raz, but I think he's going to have a bounce back year. Yeah, I mean, and, like, he was only drafted 2017, you know? Like, it's not like – I mean, he's 20 years old. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. I think last year there was something with he couldn't play in the AHL, the way that his contract was worked out, so that's why they left him with the okay. wings. So this year I feel like Stevie's, like, give him some minutes, let him I don't a under- little bit. Dude, I'm going to go to Griffin's games, like, more than the <laughs> NHL games. <laughs> How far are you? How far are you guys. from Grand Rapids? I don't know, probably like seven hours. Yeah, that's like just come home at that okay. point. Yeah, all right. Next, Detroit's way closer. One. Why would you? Yeah, yeah. we'd go to a fucking Wednesday game. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. Okay, go. Whatever. What else you got? All right. Uh, this one, Zadina, six games, one assist. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Dude, I Every, was no, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say, like, no goals in the prospect tournament, no goals in preseason. I did, like, read something saying, like, oh, he's being a better two-way player, um, and shit like that, but I mean, one assist. Who wrote that? Helen St. James? Yeah, Helen St. James. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, she's trying to get in. Um, yeah. the one thing I read from the athletic was that, like, in the prospects tournament, he had, like, and who gives a fuck, but, like, he had more shots than anybody that he just can't find the back of the net right now. So yeah. maybe he goes down to GR and, you know, he puts a few in the back of the net and he just gets that confidence back. Because cause he, like, I mean, he's just, like, a cocky fuck, I think, you know. And he I was. think, right. Yeah, he, he was. humbled a little bit. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I think, I think it might yeah. not be a bad thing. I did read a, a Helen article that uh, Blasio was like, Blasio lately was like, he's not big enough 
he's not strong enough. He's not fast enough to like dominate the game. So like he needs to just he got to like his given goal has got to be better, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I just haven't seen much from him, and it's kind of sad because I'm I, I want I want him to be so good. Do you know where Do you know where he came from? Like, like I mean, there's a lot of hype about him, obviously from. coming in. Yeah, what'd you yeah, say? He played for some. Yeah, he played for some juniors team where he like lit it up. Where he was, you know, what it was like Valeno year stats where you have like 140 points in like 70 games or something. So I'm looking at it right now. Uh, he was in the QMJHL for the Halifax Mooseheads, which is like a name I've heard. Um, yeah, like, that's like a, where McKinnon and them have come from, or like McDavid, one of them. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, he played 57 games, 44 goals, 38. Yeah, just like video game numbers. Yeah, it, like 82 points in 57 games. <laughs> 148 and 72. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that was that was like our NHL numbers. So we just gotta wait and see, but. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely a bummer, man. Like, everyone was real juiced about him. Like, I even made a fucking shirt, like, with, like, his filter nets shit on it. You know, like, and he's just, he's just done nothing. But again, he's fucking 19 as well, man. Like, that's so fucking young. Yeah. I mean, what were we doing at 18? We were, like, smoking pot in Fish's driveway. And playing basketball on a seven foot hoop. Yeah, like fist fighting each other after every game. Paul so like, in the court was like five eight and a half. Imagine like some idiots ten years older than you, like talking about you, like I don't know, I don't know, he's just not doing so well. I don't know if he's got it. I don't know if he's got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I don't know if I had it at nineteen either. So I don't, I don't know if I still have it. I don't know if I'll ever have it. Yeah, okay, go ahead. What do you got? What right, you got? Last guy that we're gonna talk about that got sent down is uh, more. Cedar? Yeah. Is that Cedar? I, I mean, thought it was Cider. Cider? I don't know. I, I'm just reading Helen, so I'm not getting, like, much, you know, You don't have the phonetical so. pronunciation? Yeah. 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 So, I, I don't know. I got a lot of hope, unlike Zadina, for this guy. He had five games, two assists, plus two. Okay. And his time on the ice was 21 minutes. So I feel like per game, per game, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's like I mean, that line. Yeah, that, that's that's just that's Dean Man number one. I mean, they really liked him in the prospect tournament. I read like they they were like they really liked him like running the power play and shit. I mean, he was battling all preseason. I mean, playing twenty one minutes. He's eighteen. He's about to. They, they're sending him to GR. They're not sending him back to Germany. Um, yeah, so I don't even get how that works. I thought for sure he was going back to Germany. Like, I thought, like, his contract, like, made him go back to Germany. I don't understand it, fucking hockey contracts. Yeah, I'd be pissed as fuck if I was that German team. Just, like, Stevie's just like, nah, he's staying here. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. Used, yeah. I didn't even pick a smaller sheet. Yeah. Yes. Good call. That's, God, yeah, that's a great, that's good insight there, Jerry. Yeah, completely forgot different size rink. Um but dude, all I've read is good stuff about about this kid. Like, and it's Stevie's fucking pick, so I'm not surprised like whatsoever. Yeah, no, he he had he had a really good preseason. Um, those are all my and maybe the one other guy I, I don't know much about him, but that Russian Chipkanov. 
Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't say his name. I don't know it. He had like a couple of roles, but people were like, that they used our 2015 first round pick. Um, but he got sent back on to Grand Rapids. We got so guy. many guys, though. We got so many young guys. No, damn. But, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna like be legit following like the Griffins this year. <laughs> yeah. Guys. Yeah. Instead of um, like giving a shit about like what Lash Off is doing in GR. Yeah, I'm all set. Uh, yeah, yeah. Evgeny, okay. right? Yeah, that's your guy. Shinnikov. He's not my guy. He's not my guy. No, I know who your guy is. It's Joey Valeno. Joey B. Joey B. Okay. okay. Um, but, so right. two more. Two more. Oh, you got more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go. I got more. Guys who didn't get sent down that I'm pumped about that I think are about to have a good season. Uh, Madison Bowie. Yeah. Low key. Low key was plus eight. Okay. Yeah. Plus eight. Next closest Red Wing was plus two, and he was getting heavy minutes too. So hopefully, you know, he brings up the back end. You know, and we're not playing fucking Erickson or anything like that. Yeah. Um. So this guy, this, yeah. So plus eight. This guy is a defenseman, which like, good God, we fucking need. It, like, do you think he was like whip cream on shit, or do you think he's like real deal? I think he's real deal. He was a second round pick. He was in that Capitals trade. I don't know what we sent them. Um, but he played a bit last year. That's he right. Was he was in that Capitals trade. Okay. Got it. Got it. Now I'm, re- yes. I, we got him. Yes. Late last year or like late this year. Late last season. That's what I thought. Does that works. Yeah. He's yeah. Good. I mean, I don't know. I just it's better than Erickson to me and Cronwall for that matter. Last year, I think <laughs> Cronwall was actually a little better last year, but like he was, he definitely needed to go, and I'm glad he did. And by the way, we sent him Nick Jensen for this cat. Oh, I remember that. I used to think I thought Nick Jensen was going to win the Norris one year. <laughs> yeah, we sent him um, Boys of the Red Wings with a second. We got a second round pick too, so. Hot move. Thanks, Holland, on the way out there. So he looked good. Look to see if he does anything. Um, and then the last guy was what I watched, and he looked really good with Manta, dude. He oh, good. I mean, Manta ripped it. He, I saw he good. Dude, in the two games I watched, he had like four goals. And he, he fucking snipped the Blues twice in that game that was in, uh, where was that, Calumet? Yeah. Yep. Did you see that? Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool in that like small little rink in up north Michigan. That was he pretty cool. He just looks so big too. Like he's just a big. He just reminds me of Franz, and I just feel like we haven't had a guy like that since. Dude, and he has such a shot, dude. He like fucking yeah. picks corners. God, he needs to be sick. Like he needs like him and Anthony CU like got to get Blashell to like him, like them, because I feel like Blashell doesn't like either of them. No. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's it for preseason. Kind of looking forward to the season. I think compared to last year, I don't know if you remember last year, like every defenseman was hurt at the start of the year, and that kind of like fucked over our first 20 games. I think like the Kaiser, Green, Erickson, 
crown while we're all injured. Now, this year, I mean, Green's healthy, the Kaiser's healthy, the Nemeth guy's going to be playing, Daly's healthy. So hopefully, I'm not saying that those guys are legit, but... Daly's so bad, but I hope he's, like, not as bad as I think he is. But but then if you look at our projected, like, forward lines, I mean, who the fuck is this Adam Ernie guy? This is where I do struggle with Stevie, and I'm like, just put Zadina on that line. Like, There's got to be some contract shit. We just There's got to be something we don't know, man. Like, there's got to be some contract shit. Like, we just don't understand. And then you know? Said, like, Christopher eh, guy made the team. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we have Ernie, Ernie eh, and eh, 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 eh. Um, eh. Okay, so let's, so let's, whatever. You wanted to do starting lineup, right? We don't have to, but we can. No, I'm doing yeah, it real quick. Just shut up. So line okay. one, Larkin, centering Manta, and Bertuzzi. Like, that's sweet. That's great. It's going to be a good line. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good line. That's a good NHL line. Um, after that, you know, like, whatever, it just gets kind of weird. Okay, not going to lie, I forget probably every other day that Franz Nielsen I, is on the fucking team. Yeah, yeah, I know. I genuinely forget he's on the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, so he's going to be our second-line center. Yes, with in between Anthony Siu, which I can't believe is not a center, and Hiroshi. Yeah, so he's good. Yeah, he's pretty good, but this is not a line two at all. No. I can't believe Anthony Sioux is not a center, but he must just really blow in the defensive zone. Yeah, no, I mean, he almost went to Russia over Detroit, so it's not like he... <laughs> yeah. Back back. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, and then it gets like, this is just like, yeah. god damn it. Uh, it's Philpola yeah. in the middle of Glenn Denning and Helm. The fact that Helm and Glenn Denning is, are a third line pair in the NHL is like haunting to me. Do you think opposing teams are like, well, we gotta watch out for the hands on that line? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're just like, let's let them just get injured and we'll be fine. Um, I, and then I'm hoping Glenn, you, you, like, I, I think of Glenn Denning like way better than Helm now. Do you agree with oh, that? Oh, not even, no. it's not even close, dude. I don't think Helm okay. should like be in the NHL. Yeah. I, dude, and you know, I loved Helm. Like, I loved you, you, you. Darren Helm, but that was 10 years ago. Yes, he is me. Like, Darren Helm is exactly how I play hockey, with no skill or regard for anything that's going on. And I hope a puck goes off my chest into the net. But, like, dude, I feel like, how, how long has Helm been a Red Wing? It's been a while. But dude, has it been 10 years? years? I think I, he won yeah. a couple of us, didn't he? Uh, I don't think he, he was, was on the 08 team. Was he? I know Adam I'm looking, here was. I'm looking this up right now. Dude, yes, his Wikipedia picture is him with the Stanley Cup in 08. Wow. It was his it was his rookie year. It was his rookie year. That is so nuts to me. That was the peak of his career too. Yeah, no shit. I can't believe he's a fucking like he's been on the team forever, dude. He's been on the team for a decade. It's like a Jimmy Howard stat. You're like, "Wait, he's been our goalie for 13 years? That's insane." Jeez. Sheesh. Okay. Line four. All right, fourth line. This is, I mean, <laughs> sheesh. Oh, yikes. 
Jacob De La Rose between Christopher and Justin Abdelkader, who is somehow still in the NHL. He's got to have a bounce back year for himself. (laughs) No, not even for the team, but (laughs) for him. Dude, he won't, man. He had a good year when he was in the middle of Zetterberg, or not the middle, but like he was on a line with Datsuk and Zetterberg. I am positive if if you were on a line with Datsuk and Zetterberg, you'd score two goals. Two goals. Guarantee it. He had like six points last year. $4 million a year. And he's an assistant captain. Bad. It'll be interesting to see how Iserman handles Ablocator if his play mirrors that of last season. Parentheses. Ablocator had just six goals among 13 points in 71 games. Going 40 games between goals five and six. And you're telling Listen me he's taking, up, he's taking a spot for Joey Z? Look at this. If Ablocator doesn't have an impact on games, Will Eiserman put him in the minors to send a message? I like what eh brings. He's a strong skater, dependable, and makes only 800000 a year. De La Bros, a waiver wire acquisition from October, is likewise sound defensively. Man, is this? That might be the hottest. This has to be Helen St. James. Yes, of course it is. Helen St. James, that is the hottest take she's ever had about a player. To send the message. Yeah, and 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 saying she likes what eh, and De La Rose bring to the table more than Advocator. Take must be between Justin and Helen right now. The 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 defense gets even scarier. Our top pair on defense: Danny DeKaiser, Mike Green. Number two: Patrick Nemeth and Philip Honrick. How do you say his name? I don't know, man. Horn, Froneck? I'm a shitty fan. Pair three, Trevor Daly or Eric, uh, Jonathan Erickson with Dennis Chalowski. Jesus Christ. God, now that I'm looking at this lineup and I see who's been like yeah, sent down, fucked. like, yeah, we're fucked. I thought we were going to be like, I thought the boys were going to be exciting and I don't know if they are. No. No. I know. It's sad. We'll see though. Hey. Hey, LGRW, baby. I'm wearing the fucking jersey. Like, I'm going to watch every goddamn game. Like, Do it. Don't matter. Fuck yeah. All right. That was good wings talk. You done? Anything else you got? I'm done. All right. Let's move into over-under, and then we'll call this a day. All right. Let's do this. Let me find it. Uh, I got James Fish who sent him in. All right. So, everybody, if you haven't listened before, even though I'm sure everyone out there listening probably has listened before, uh, we end the show with a thing called over-under. Uh, basically, I normally have my friend – Jerry Rubino sent me a list of 10 items, uh, but this week he's on the show with me, so we had to have someone else do it, so we brought in our good friend James Fish, um, good friend of both of ours. He lives out in California, f- fan of the show, friend of mine, friend of Jerry's. Um, so he did our list, and he actually did it last week when I thought me and Jerry were going to record together, and then Fat Boy went on a climbing excursion and left me out to dry. So... What we have here is a list from James Fish. So basically, he gives me a list of 10 things. Uh, I say if it's over or underrated, I'll obviously do this with Jerry by my side, and we will debate it. Nothing can be rated as it is. It has to be over or underrated. We have 10 items. Jerry, are you ready? Let's do it. 
All right, let's do it, motherfucker. All right, Jerry said, or sorry, Fish says, LGRW, as always, a staple started by Ted by Jerry. And then he wrote, fuck the Chiefs. I like that. He gave this to me before the Lions game, so. All right, number one. You're answering this one first, Jerry. Okay. Number one, Barstool Pizza Reviews. Over or underrated? Uh, I'm a go press go guy. I gotta say underrated. I, I knew funny. you would. I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's his best stuff, but they're good. And he always, like, he's always real with whatever guests he has on, and they're usually funny as shit, so. So um, I don't watch him, like, yeah, underrated. I don't watch him like you do, but I am actually gonna agree with you. Like, I thought I wanted you to go to first, cause knee jerk, I would probably said overrated, but. Every I don't watch him like every time they're up, but when I do watch him, I have enjoyed them. Like he had one with like Kevin Hart that was like funny and like he is very real about it. Like he doesn't give a fuck and Prez is kind of the man. So I'm gonna say underrated as well. Cool. All right. Off to a hot start here. <laughs> yeah, both right. Both, both underrated. I know that's rare. All right, number two, modern animated movies. Um, I'm going to say they're underrated. I'm jumping right in. I fucking love animated movies, and the ones today are just fucking mind-blowing, and I love them. Uh, I'm going to say overrated, just because, like, the new Lion King came out, and it was, like, one of those souped-up animated modern shit, and, like, I didn't go and see it. I didn't think it was worth it. I just wanted to stick to the old-ass one. Like, That's fair. I like, rush to see that no no i i mean i guess if you're gonna like target a specific movie sure but like 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 the new spider-man was fucking lit into the spider-verse was awesome like you went to go see spider-man like the new one no i didn't go see it no i'm talking about the cartoon one i watched it on like my tv one day oh okay and it was awesome i loved it and fucking, like, I don't know if you ever saw Jungle Book. You're a big fucking nature safari That was a good guy. one. I, yeah, like, that, that one rocked. That, that was, that's what was theater time. Because I really liked, that one was good. Okay, I, lo- I saw Jungle Book in theaters, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, no, that one's legit. But I'm still saying underrated, because The Lion King kind of threw me out. You're off. saying overrated. Yeah. Overrated, yeah. I'm saying underrated. I'm right. Underrated. Modern anime movies, underrated. Number three. Prop bets for the NFL. Fuck. Anything betting is overrated. Anything betting. I'm getting my ass kicked this year. So anything yeah. betting is fucking overrated. I don't I don't bet a ton, but the one time, like three years ago at the Super Bowl, I picked 13 prop bets and I missed every <laughs> single one. So I'm going to say overrated. Yeah, so I like I take the fun prop bets, like will Cam Newton do the dab on camera? Missed it. Will Atlanta Falcons do the dirty bird on camera? Missed it. So like, fuck prop bets, fuck betting in general. It all it's all overrated. Don't get into it unless you're already into it. Then you have no choice. Or your parlay. Correct. Or yes, correct. You're addicted to the game. Number four, uh, Detroit Lions as of today, two zero and one. So this is before the Chiefs game. He sent me. He sent us this. Um, but I, I'm still going underrated. Like, underrated. Like, yeah, they're underrated, man. The whole NFL, I feel like, outside of the fucking Chiefs and the Patriots, like, it's just wide open. Like, who can you actually say is decent outside of those two teams? No, I agree. Especially with, like, Drew Brees being out. 
Right. Yeah, that'd be the only one. I would say Saints could be up yeah. there too, but like everyone else is like fucking three and one, two and two, or one and three. Hell yeah, Jerry. Love no. the energy. All right. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Sports betting shows. In parentheses, he wrote FS1 Lock It In and ESPN Daily Wager. I've never heard of those shows. The fuck? I've no never heard of those shows. No one, no one, Fish, no one. Overrated, and I've never even seen them. Uh, I'm going to say, not, can I not rate those? Do have to be like those specific betting shows? Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, for sure. I, I don't, who gives a fuck? Yeah, go. Yeah, well, I'm going to say underrated. Going back to Barstool, there are some guys that, like this Marty Mush and Brandon Walker, who are just like too degenerate. And they have a couple shows along with, like, Prez and Big, Big Cat. And, I mean, they're, they're fucking funny, man. No, those are great. Those are great. But I was going by the one Fish put in here. Like, what – James – Those are over Fish, yeah. what is FS1, lock it in, and what is ESPN Daily Wager? Those have to suck. <laughs> I've never heard of those. I've never, I've never heard of them. I've never fucking heard of them. All right, overrated. But if you're going with Jerry's specific answer or whatever – Okay, so Fish for number six put two things. He wrote Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, parentheses, do both. So let's start with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, 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 clearly you're not. Um, Okay, so I'll – Lamar Jackson I do think is – okay, so I think the Ravens in general are overrated as fuck. They played my dick week one and they played my balls week two – and they won big, and now they've played two good teams, and they lost. So, like, I just think the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are overrated. I'm going to say Lamar Jackson's underrated. I kind of like that whole, like, I'm a quarterback. You see how, like, after those two big games. I know they were against your dick and your balls. But yeah, my dick and my balls. Remember that. But he did, like, the thing, like, oh, like, am I running back? And then even, like, the media was asking him, like, oh, you limped off the field. And he, like, fake jogged, like, off the press, the stage of the press conference. So I kind of like his, like, attitude. You like his attitude. He's not like a Cam, he's not like a Cam Newton type deal is what I'm trying to say. He's more of just, like, let's ball. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, I don't not like him as a person. I just, I just think that playing those first two teams week one and two, like, he, like everyone went bananas for him, and I don't think he's really? as good. Everyone as went bananas for him. Is it time to lock it up, still? Dude, have you read any piece of NFL like, like I read an article that was like, or I didn't read the article. I read a headline that said Lamar Jackson rivaling Patrick Mahomes for tops QB in the NFL. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Yes, that's fucking insane. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate your point. I'm not rooting against the guy. I just think he's a little overrated. I think everyone wants him to be good because he's so different Dude. and he's like an underdog story. But I, just, I don't think he is that great. Dude, fuck you for not liking Lamar Jackson. Whatever, fuck off. Okay, let's move to your fucking home state because you won't move home for God knows what reason. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield, over-underrated. Right now, I mean, 
he's we, I'm just gonna go with overrated. Yeah, I am too, and I lo- I love he, he he field. I think he's much. fucking it's really great. early. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of like also on on the U trade. Like I I like him as a person a lot. I hope he does well, but like he's got to keep his mouth shut a little bit more. He's got to win a couple more games. He's got to prove himself before he just like turns into like this whoever. Like, know. like if he was Detroit's quarterback, we would like love the shit he says. You yeah. know, like you don't matter if you're not wearing brown and orange. Like, woke up feeling dangerous. Like, I think he's fucking badass, and he's a small guy. He's like been cut from teams, like walked on in college. Like, but everyone loves that shit, and I think he's a little overrated. And I want him to prove himself more before I can be like, all right, he's the man. Yeah, no. I, and you could even tell, like, people, like, yeah, you say, like, we'd fucking love it, but even when they were losing, or they, um, I mean, they were getting fucking sick of it, and they wanted just to fucking play. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right. Uh, number seven, the Wings winning the prospect tournament. Uh, parentheses doesn't mean anything. Um, I think it's underrated. I think it's badass for all the young guys we got playing against other young guys. What do you think, Jerry? No, I think it's under I mean, you can see I was fucking reading Helen St. James articles every day after the game. <laughs> so, um, I think it's pretty sweet. Uh, you got to see all the young guys show their stuff. It seems like they were like growing together, like chemistry. I know like Valeno, uh, Cider, like they were like staying together, um, and like hanging out every day together. So nice to see the boys build some chemistry. Oh yeah. Sent GI, so oh yeah. I underrated. think. I honestly think, yeah, underrated as well. I think that, like, I was enjoying the conversation about the young guys with Grand Rapids and, like, yeah, I'm, like, you said it too. Like, I'd rather go to Grand Rapids games. Like, and then we read that actual Red Wings starting lineup and I was like, oh, God, this sucks. You know? Yeah. And, like, like I, I'm more into things like the prospect tournament. I wish we could live in prospect world for the Red Wings. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. Number- we give a shit about the draft. Right. Correct. Yes. I can't wait for the day that we don't give a shit about the draft, though, because, like, we're just good again. Because we didn't. We need to not. Yes. Number eight, Morgan Freeman voiceovers. That, that's underrated. I mean, that's 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 a voice of – that's just, like, the voice of voiceovers. Yeah, and I, I guess, like, have you ever been, like, pissed off, like, fuck Morgan again? It's not, like, I've never had that reaction. It's always been like, huh? Oh, oh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan. Underrated. Morgan okay. Freeman voiceovers. Underrated. Number nine. This is a good list from Fish. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of this list. This is good. Besides the, even though the ESPN daily yeah, was locked lock it in with funny. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, number nine, Jelly Donuts. Jelly Donuts are underrated. Like, for sure. They're awesome. Such a nice treat. Obviously. You're wow. gonna be surprised. Holy here, but shit, Jerry! I've never eaten a jelly donut in my life. What the fuck? You are a jelly donut. How have you not had a jelly donut? <laughs> it's like cannibalism. I've Literally, always- how are you? How have you not had a jelly donut? I've grabbed the fucking shit that hangs over your hips, and that is a jelly donut. And you've never that had one. Jelly- yeah, just something about them. I've never been. Um, about the jelly donuts, like the cream filling inside has always just kind of turned me off. I've always just been like Dude. a straight up glaze, maybe a powdered sugar, but never. I mean, yeah, I like other donuts. Like I like all donuts, but jelly donuts fucking rock, dude. Like you never had a poonchki and shit like that. 
Never had a poonski. That's fucked, man. That's like part of like a Dago lifestyle is fucking jelly donuts. I can't believe you haven't had one. I know. I know. That's nuts. They're underrated. That's unfucking believable. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, get the fuck out of here. Okay, buying a new player's pro jersey, but he will still be on the team in two to three years. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say it's awesome. Huh? Yeah, I, I think I think what Fish is putting in his head here is like he's putting himself into buying a Red Wings jersey. I think that's what he's doing in his brain. And like right now, would I buy a Red Wings jersey? Like, what player would I get? I guess like Mantha, like or Larkin. You have to get Larkin. That's the safest bet. But like the whole two to year three, two to three years gone thing. What the like? Larkin I think he's just saying like like if you get Larkin, you know he's gonna be on the team for two to three years. Oh, okay. So the other way around, like you know they're gonna be. On yes, the yes. But he will still be on the team in two to three years. Oh no, no, he, oh, okay. no, no. I'm rereading it. He goes, but will he still be on the team in two to three years? Okay, then that's overrated. <laughs> yes, sorry. Yeah. He, he he wrote it as a question, but he didn't put a question mark. Fish not a big punctuation guy. <laughs> not a big punctuation guy. I'm gonna say, uh, I mean, overrated. I'm really not yeah, buying overrated. jerseys anymore. And, uh, and if I am, they're like the China, like ten dollar fake ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the same boat. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Well. All right. Well. Let's end this one, Jerry. Let's wrap this one up. We've been on the phone longer than hey, you wait, probably wait, wanted wait, to be. Wait. Oh, what? got mail.